you know, in that facing of the fear, right? That that's that's where the growth comes from. It, it doesn't yes. come from winning, you know, it comes from facing the fear, you know, and many times losing, but that's, that's where you, you know, that's where you learn. So, so know that, you know, going in, face that fear, you'll build courage, you'll build some self-confidence, but you know, you'll, you'll get better at, at life in general by, yes. by facing the fears and taking some action for sure. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It's Dr. G and we are back for another exciting episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And today we have Blaine Elkers and he has dubbed himself the chief results officer. So he's going to tell us all about that. And he's going to tell us all about himself. So uh, take it away, Blaine. You have hey, the floor. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, listen, let me first say uh, honored to be here. Uh, thankful for you and thankful. I listened to some of your shows and you're helping a lot of people. You have a big results ripple is what I call it. Uh, and I think that the way you're putting it up online that you are actually touching lives not yet born. There, there's somebody that's not even born yet that is gonna be fearful 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and they'll be able to find your podcasts and find some answers. So honored to be here today. And uh, yeah, so for me, I am, I am currently America's only chief results officer. And I kind of fell into that role. Um, re really, I had I had two moments of dawning comprehension where, where kind of my life switched. And, and one was in college. I was fortunate enough to read this book called Think and Grow Rich. Have you, have you heard of that? Oh, book yes, before? absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, so I read that. I read that book in college. And I realized at that time that you know, you could turn your thoughts into reality. And later I made a phrase called Waitaba, what you think about, you bring about. So it's kind of like the law of attraction with action. But but that made a big change uh, in, in, in my life, realizing that I had some control. And actually that was one of the moments where I had less fear in, in, in life. And, and um, one of my, my favorite mentors is this guy, Jim Rohn. I don't know if you ever heard of oh, Jim Oh, yes, Rohn. of course. Okay, we're, we're cut from <laughs> the same all, These here. are all the greats, man. <laughs> so so I, I love Jim Rohn. I got to host him at event, uh, an event once and share the stage with him. You know, and he said, it, it's not what happens to you you know, that, that determines how your life turns out. It's what you do about what happens. And so that, that helped me to kind of decrease the fear of unknown circumstances of what's going to happen. Uh, you, you know, any, anyway, so that, that kind of me started on, on, on this journey of self-development, but then when my son was born, he was about a year old. And at that time I had a job in technical sales with a company called rational software corporation. And I went away on a business trip. Uh, four or five days. And I came back and my wife, Beth, 
you, you know, my son, Bo, was kind of giving me the cold shoulder. And I'm like, uh, Beth, what's going on here with Bo? And she's like, well, you were gone so long, he forgot who you were. And I was like, what? Oh, I mean, that, that no. night, yeah, that <laughs> night it hit me hard, like emotionally. Um, and I realized when I was a kid, I would come home to an empty house a lot of days. Uh, and, and so anyway, that night I made, it was a moment of dawning comprehension. And I made this decision, I'm going to work from home, no matter what. Now, it took me a year. Uh, but but a year later, and I started two different companies, and a year later, I left uh, kind of the regular job scene, and now for the last 27 years, kids are gone now, but, but for the last 27 years, I've been this kind of work from home dad, so I, I didn't miss anything for both of our kids, and oh, it was, awesome. uh, but, but what it did is it afforded me the time to do a lot of personal development, so I started mm. companies that had no daily operations really on my part. And, and so uh, that led me to start helping people. And I, and I, I, I felt God kind of pull me in, in the direction of, look, you're here to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. So I started doing that primarily for mastermind groups of, of small business owners. And so they started calling me the chief results officer. So I, I helped them kind of get results on a weekly basis. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty cool title. So I went to the patent and trademark office. In the love United it. States, and I submitted for the R, like get the registered I trademark. See it. With I circle. love that. that. That's the powerful <laughs> one. So trademark's easy. You can just TM anything, but the, the R with the circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, is, that's is big so that's, yes. that's how I, I, I became who I am. And, oh, um, awesome. and I do help help people get results. And, and we can talk about, you know, I talk a lot about fear and, and I heard you talk about that and, and head trash. I talk about hacking your head trash. Uh, I talk a lot about habits and, and this concept of white table and, and, and ways to compress time. But, but anyway, I'm happy to talk about whatever you'd like, whatever are going to serve our fearless listeners. So that is amazing because there are certain things in there that I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good thing there because you know, the, the thing is that you had that pivotal moment, right? You know, it was like that, that gut check that happened when, you know, your baby boy did not recognize you, which is like, right. that's real, you know, that's like a real thing. And it's like, wow. Okay. If this is happening right now with a short period of time, like what would happen if I miss all the things, you know? And so right. that's an incredible why that is an incredible why for you that like, clearly drove you to like get to the place where you wanted to be where you'd be there for your children and have that freedom of time which a lot of people are uh, searching for right because yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's such a valuable thing because that's the one commodity we have no control over the yeah, amount we have you know what i mean yeah. And, you know, you, you know, they'll say uh, one a friend of mine wrote a book called 18 summers. I mean, that's all you really have with your kids, you know, as the family, unit. Oh, yeah, so you yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of cherish them m more. But the, the other thing that happened for me there in that moment, and what I try to do when I can is turning fear into fuel, right? So, so, and, and for me, there's two kinds of fear. There's, there's like the fear, the physical fear. Like if I step into traffic and there's a truck coming, I want to be afraid. That's and the I real one. Jump out yes. of the way. Yeah. Let's, let's that's make hard sure wired. we keep that one. Yeah. Let's keep yeah, that we one. Keep that one. That's hardwired. <laughs> but 99% of the fears we experience are more thought-based or, you know, and, and they're, they're your thoughts. And that's where, when I get fearful, I try to make a decision and then I try to turn the fear into fuel somehow. 
you know, and, and that's what, you know, that did it for me. It was hard on our marriage to start two companies and have the, you know, our child. And we had a second one pretty close in there as well. And so it was a little crazy, but we, we did yeah, make it I through it. Uh, with God's help. And, and it was, it, it's been great. So tell me you had to, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the transition that you made, because that's a big transition, right? Because we are trained our minds are trained from very early ages, you know, like kindergarten, maybe to actually be in a frame of um, like our framework is to get a career, go to work, come home, right? Like click clock in, have lunch X time, do the rest of the duties, go home, maybe have some additional work to do regarding the work that you do at work at home. That's, that's how we're trained. So now yep. you're going from this, this thing that we've been trained all our lives, right, to practice and utilize to this unstructured, seemingly unstructured, because we know that when you work at home, it is very structured, right? You have to be to be efficient. But yeah, you um, gotta have a lot of self-discipline. Yeah, you have to have yeah. some something, some kind of some kind of system, or is this not gonna work? Right. And so um, the system looks differently uh, than the typical nine to five, right? Because I mean, you can, you know, you can work at pockets of time. Like, for example, my husband works from home and he like, does all his work at like from between the, the hours of 4 a.m. and like 6 or 7 a.m. and he's done. So, you know, so it's different structure, right? Than a typical nine to five. But what I'm saying is, as a society, we are trained in school that this is the pathway and this is what you do. And so now, you know, if it wasn't for this recent occurrence that happened to us, unfortunately, this pandemic, the, yeah. the concept of geographic freedom of work would not even be commonly accepted. So I'm thinking now you are telling me that this is 20 years, you said? How many 27, years? So, 27. So it's 28 years ago. 28 so yeah. 28 years, you have been functioning in a framework that is not accepted generally, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so, uh, and, so, and, so and, there had to be fear with that. Like you're going yeah. from like a job where you go to the job and you come home and they give you a paycheck. You're going from that to something that is not widely accepted. How did you deal with that? Yeah, I, I think for me, there, there, was, there was a number of components there, right? So one, one was the emotional side of, of wanting to be free, right? You know, to be there for my son. Now, now if I peel back the, the layers here, you know, I wanted to be there for my son, which I was able to do. But, but as, I, as I looked at this, like having my own business and, and, and kind of getting out of a regular job, I realized that I did really at a core level enjoy schedule control, like be able to say, oh, there's this thing. I want to go to that. Then you just go to it. You don't have to worry about a job and you have to be there, you know, certain hours and, and all this stuff. So, so the freedom that came with owning your own business, that was like, that was deep seated. And there's, there was power in that emotion of my son thing, but also of, of the freedom. So, so that was a, a strong emotion that again, I could take that fear and kind of turn it into fuel. Now there was, here we are, um, uh, my son, was one. And then nine months later, when at 19 months, we had our second child, Caitlin. So now we had nice. the two kids. Yes. And the, the other, the bigger fear came in from my wife, like, well, wait a second, you, oh. you, you know, we need money for a family, like you're going to start your business. So the reason it took a year was my wife was like, look, when your business is making the same as your regular job, 
okay. you know, uh, and, and we have, you know, minimum six months worth of living expenses in the bank, mm -hmm. then you break free, uh, okay. which was good. Okay. And, 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 that, and that was good. And it can be scary, you know, running and owning your own business, um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. you know, but I also go back to Jim Rohn and, and he had this great saying, he, he said, profits are better than wages. Yes. You know, and, and I, I got that. <laughs> yes, yes. Age. And yes. <laughs> but, but when you have the profits, right, like you, you could, right. you could be, you know, indentured to those profits too, if like, that's all yes. you're concerned about. And so my wife yeah. has done really good at kind of balancing me out, which is, which is great. Um, but it does take, it, it's a lot of work in the beginning, right? So you, you might have Absolutely. to work nine to five and create that business from five to nine, you yes. know, every night or up in the morning. Uh, and, and so that's what I did. And, and now I will say as a leverage point, mm -hmm. you know, one of the businesses I started was with a friend. And um, we were, you know, it was in the same industry. So I was in software development. And so we started something. We had some friends that had gotten jobs, like a, almost like a temporary placement agency for computer okay. programmers. And okay. so we, we started that, but we kind of knew that industry because he was one of those already. And I had been in that industry a little bit myself. And so it was something that we knew. So it was a little bit of a bridge. It wasn't like some total, you know, new, new thing. Um, so that was, you know, that was one of the businesses I started and the other start was direct sales, you know, something I could do on the side yes. and build up a, um, well, it's kind of like a volunteer army. Like if you can't, if it you is. can't inspire <laughs> people in it the direct is. sales business, you're, you're not going anywhere, but we were right. able to, to kind of get people inspired and, and, um, you know, I actually, I still have an income from that today, 27 years. Uh, I believe you know, later, it. We still have a good. A, a good income, you know, coming from that, but it was, right. it was, yeah, it was kind of go, well, you going had to put the work in at the beginning. Yeah. 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 No, it's that's like fantastic. A, that's fantastic. It's like Zig Zig or like the pump, you know, it's really hard. Oh, to yeah. get the pump. But once you get <laughs> once the water, it, yeah, flowing, super easy, yeah, like a finger, yeah. right, <laughs> gotta figure right. out it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh yes. no. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Dr. G and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. You know, it's, it's so interesting that you, you mentioned several things that have bolstered your ability to like, um, turn the fear into fuel. Right. So you yeah. said that you, you definitely utilize the tools that are available to you. So you leveraged your knowledge, right. And, and your, and your associations, right. With the, with the company that was in the field, right. Yeah. That offered yes. the offerings to the co to colleagues. And then you also, um, you also said that, 
in a sense, in a sense, you also leveraged your, your, your wife's wherewithal and smarts, right? Because yeah. she was able to kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know what the other guy was in Disney and I don't know why I don't know his name. I've heard it before. I don't know why I don't know it, but anyway, Walt was the dreamer, right? He was the guy yeah. with the ideas, whatever, whatever. And then the other guy was like the practical guy. He was like, right. okay, you want to do this? We got to do this, right. to get to that. Right. So was that the like two, his brother, was it his brother? I think it was Ed his brother, like but I don't know what his name was. That's I think his brother was Ed maybe, but yeah. Okay. So the two of them together, allowed for the dream to happen right yeah. so the same thing with your wife so she realized that you had a good plan she was like you know this is a good plan but let's just make sure that <laughs> in order to for, for us all not to be like killing each other because i mean that's what happens right because right. when you don't have buy-in from your family when you're doing something like this because you essentially were doing something that was, as I mentioned before, completely in opposition of what the norm is in society, right? I mean, you right. are trying to build something where you could have geographic freedom. You could work from home. That is not normal. <laughs> okay? right. that More is normal not what... today, though. More normal no, no, today. Today, like. today it is. But yeah. what I'm saying is back then, even yeah. it was even yeah. more like ridiculous. And people must have looked at you like you were crazy. Like, what are you thinking, man? Like, how are you going to let go of like the benefits? People always say that. Right. What about the benefits? What about the benefits? True. You can buy your own insurance. Like, what are you talking about? This is what we did. So, yes. so do you, do you, but this is what I'm saying. But that's not yeah. how people think. And also, here's another tool that you leveraged. You leveraged that tool that you acquired back at college. Cause I don't right. know very many college students who read Think and Grow Rich. Like that's, you right. know, that's a pretty heavy hitting like mindset book that most yeah. people aren't familiar with. And so yeah. the fact is that you had that seed planted from back then. And so that was another tool that you leveraged because most people aren't able to do something as drastic as that. So you said that you had the wherewithal to turn the fear into fuel, but it usually takes multiple steps to get there. Right. It does. Yeah, it took right? me a you year. Have, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But you had a basis though. See, most people don't even have a basis. They don't even know like right. where to start. They can't even recognize that they have fear about something. They just like, listen to, I don't want to say the monkey brain, but I guess it kind of is right. Yeah, like they just listen brain, to yeah. that monkey brain and the monkey brain is like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Society right. says that you must do it this way. You cannot do that. It's not safe. And this is not a saber to a tiger that's attacking you. You're not going to be T-Rex's right. lunch. Like this is, right. this could change your life forever as you have demonstrated having done it. But what I'm saying is most people don't even know that they don't even recognize that. So you came right. into it with an armor and a skill set that you were able to leverage greatly. And you had a partner that was stellar, which makes a yeah. huge difference in your success. Yeah, you know, for, for sure, for sure. And, and, you so, know, the doubt creeps in, everybody has that the fear absolutely. and the doubt the doubt comes in. And, and I, I kind of realized 
you know, early on too, that, 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 that this, this head trash, this doubt, this uh, pollution of the mind, so to speak, I realized that the solution to pollution was dilution, right? Like if they, if you have like a beaker and it's dark water and you put more water in, you can dilute it. It gets clearer and clearer and clearer. And I realized that in my own thinking. So when, you know, I talked about Jim Rohn, when I had hard times in, in building that business, I listened to a Jim Rohn program. Now I'll date myself. This was on audio cassettes, but I listened hey. to that thing like 50 <laughs> times in a row, 50 times in a row. Uh, now you can get it on audible. It's called the power of ambition. But, but that, that concept of, you know, the, the solution to pollution is dilution. And if I had a bad hour, I may need three or four or five hours of Jim Rohn or positive, whatever it could be podcast like this, right? But getting the positive, pouring in the positive makes such a big difference, um, you know? And now science is proving that, you know, the chemistry of the mind is, is, is that that's what's happening. You're, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. And so if you wallow in the, the fear too long, it can overtake you. Whereas if you can pour in the positive and kind of break free and then keep yourself there, I, th I think that's big. No, that's a huge pearl. That is huge. And yeah, thank you for sharing that because like I, you know, I said, most people just don't know, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then they can't, they can't, they don't know what to do. Well, and the other big thing that's helped me even, you know, more recently was that I realized too, that, that, um, you know, like most people take a shower every day, right? So they, they kind of wash their body every day. But, but how often do people kind of wash their mind? So I started this concept of taking a mind shower. Uh, every morning. And, uh, and I use something called 21 second habits, like, you know, to, to make it a habit. But anyway, now for years, I've been taking this daily mind shower, which um, I, there's a bunch of different apps you can use to do it. But basically, you're kind of just like washing the dirt out of your mind. And, and mo you know, if you watch any news or go on social media, <laughs> all that stuff, it's all accumulating in there and your own little voices of doubt, all that stuff. But if you you, you can keep yourself fairly clean if you if you do something on on a daily basis so that's the other thing i i think that's really helped me is is to uh to kind of have that daily mind shower no seriously because whatever you feed in is what's going to come out <laughs> yes and if you don't the weeds take over right if you don't oh yes if you're not around the yes. positive influences you know look look out i mean you're you're out here on these podcasts meeting all kinds of great people and you're getting a high vibration you know, and frequency from that, you know, but, but people, they can get trapped. They can get trapped with the wrong people, with the wrong thoughts. And then it, it's hard to break out of that. But I want the listeners to know that, that you can, and really pour in things like this podcast, find a mentor, even if they're not alive, grab their audio programs and really, you know, dive into somebody like that. And, and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to pull yourself up out of it. I, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really great advice. And so my question is this, what are your kids up to? Like, I mean, that's a pretty cool environment to grow up in they had. So yeah. what are they up to? So my, my son, Bo, he ended up going to Cal Poly in San Luis okay. Obispo. And uh, his dream, his dream cool. was to work for Apple ever since he got the first iPhone. I well, he was maybe 10 or 11 or something. And so he got an internship in his junior year, and then he went to work for Apple. So he's, he oh, worked fantastic. for Apple for five years. And uh, he met uh, his, his now fiance there. And then in November, they got engaged here in Phoenix, where I live. And then yes. they left Apple together. They were both at Apple for five years. And they moved to Denmark, Copenhagen, to oh, work nice. for Vivino, which is uh, Vivino is this wine app that's been around for about 15 years. 
but okay. they, you know, they're young, they're just engaged. They, they've been to like, I don't know, 10 different European cities, right? It's so yes, easy absolutely. to get over there. So they're, they're going to do that for oh, a few that's years. Great. That's you know, great. So, great. Yeah. No, then, that's awesome. What's your daughter doing? And then, so my daughter, her dream maybe similar to yours there uh, is that she had this moment of dawning comprehension one summer. It was summer of her sophomore year in high school that she wanted to be a doctor. Oh, and wow. So uh, she was working at a, a, a fertility clinic and she's like, I want to do this. And man, when she made that clarifying decision yes. and just like got laser focused on it, you know, uh, she got into Emory uh, and then she went to uh, University of Arizona Medical School here in, nice. in Phoenix and she became a medical doctor. And uh, this month, well, let's see, no, next month, she'll finish her first year of residency as an OBGYN. So she's oh, that's delivered awesome. 75 babies already. Uh, oh, you know, that's fantastic. So oh, that's now so are you, you're, you, are you an emergency doctor, right? I am. I am an ER doctor. Yes. Yeah. That is some tough stuff that you have to think. Yeah, on it can be. You do it with you little have, data. You have to be able to let that stuff go at the end of the day. I don't think I can Absolutely. do that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I, and it's, it's funny you say that because like my, um, my significant other, he's like, I don't know how you do that because I, he can't even like see a speck of blood. He'll be like freaking out. Me either. I would Which is okay. Cause I can't do what he does. So I feel like I did not say I can't, no, I would say I can't because I don't have the, I don't have the vision that he does to do what he does. And no. he doesn't have the stomach to do what I do, which is fine. You know um, you know, we do what we are good at and, and that's perfectly fine, but Perfect. that's so awesome. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. yeah. No, she, um, she and and she's loving her residency so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a res she, residency she, is tough. I'm not gonna lie; it's, it's not hours it's not an easy tough. thing. Yeah, yeah but it's tough, it's but... it's worth it, you know, because obviously you get the training that you need when you're ready to go out, get out on your own. Yeah, so. I mean, her confidence is so much different than a year ago. And and after the first year, the hours get better. You're not stuck yes. on weekends and and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And then my wife, once the kids are out of the nest. She's a, she was a school teacher. She's like, well, mm -hmm. my other dream was to be a nurse. So she goes back to school and she got her nursing degree. So those two could talk about all the blood. Oh, and that's stuff. so and awesome. So, yeah. So she's a nurse now. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, so it was, uh, uh, and, and that was tougher. I, I mean, I have a lot of admiration for my wife to go back to school at our Absolutely. age. And, and you know, she didn't had to take some like chemistry stuff. And I'm just like, yes. I don't even know how you who got through that class, <laughs> yeah, but she yeah, got through yeah. it all. And uh, yeah. And so now she's going to grad school and, and wants to be a teacher. She wants to combine the two and she wants okay. to teach nursing students. So okay. she's, she's kind of excited about that. That is very exciting. Wow. That's fantastic. I love hearing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was, um, I was actually pretty, um, so I went through pretty straight, like I went straight to, like I was 20 something, like early twenties in med school which is, I guess, a typical path, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I um, I was actually pretty fascinated by colleagues because there was one of my uh, classmates who was actually 40 years old at the time, at the time she was 40, when she started medical school. And she oh, was right. actually starting medical school the same time that her daughter was starting law school at the same institution. Yeah, it's pretty wow. awesome. It was really awesome. I mean, I was just so, so proud of her. And it was a very different, um, there were a different set of challenges, I think, for the 
I don't, I mean, back then I would say older, but since now I'm like 47 years old, I'm like, ah, it's not really that old, but you know, (laughs) back then I would say older, uh, I would say, let's just put this to say non-traditional students. So for the non-traditional students, there definitely were different challenges than what were faced with the students who went straight through. Um, some of them had families, right. With younger children. So maybe they might've had kids later, like, like myself, I had children later, children later. You know, and so they're dealing with the whole family balance and medical school, which is, I don't know how they did it. It is crazy because I was a single unattached person with no children. And I, I, I definitely don't know how they did it, but obviously they did it and they were successful and, you know, they finished and they did their residencies and, you know, they're practicing. And it's, it's just very incredible to me to see that. And I know that it takes a lot to pursue your dream. But I think the fire of regret burns much more intensely than the one of, you know, facing something that is challenging. So kudos to your wife for doing that. Yeah. Because yeah, now yeah. she could like see, no, now you guys could be rocking on a rocket chair. I don't know if you got a rocket chair, but you guys could be rocking on a rocket chair on the porch and you can be saying, you know what? I did my, I lived my dream. I, you know, we had a yeah. fantastic life and she could look back and say the same thing. So I think that that is absolutely awesome. And that's the ultimate in fear facing, I would say, right. because yeah, I know she, she had fears going into it. I am positive that she had fears. Yeah. yeah she had a lot of fear. And so she was a great example of, pushing through the fear. I actually halfway through nursing school, she had a little brain tumor and she had to have surgery to have that removed. So she had to leave school for a while. And then she came back and it was a, it was a, it was a, um, you know, a, an amazing story for her to kind of make it through all that and then come back and then finish. Cause then she was like, she almost like, didn't, didn't really want to go back, but, but, but she did. Wow. And so she didn't graduate with her initial friends. Right. You know, it was like another, almost like year and a half later that she, that she graduated with, with a new set of friends and a new right. cohort, you know, that yes. kind of embraced her and, and, and helped oh, her. But, awesome. but like you said, it's that's different. Awesome. Like she's probably one of the oldest, you know, there may be three or four older people in the class right. and there might be, you know, 30 or 40, you know, going straight through. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, um, but, oh, but anyway, wow. yes. And, that's you know, fantastic. facing the fear, and, and, you know, um, one, one mastermind group that I work with, it's a bunch of attorneys, but they have these t-shirts and he gives away these t-shirts and it says action kills fear, you know, and uh, I really do believe that, you know, I like many that. times, yeah, many times, you know, that, that is true, you know, um, yes. He has a second shirt that says faith kills fear as well. So he has a little Bible thing that he does as well. But but in any case, I, I do think that, you know, sometimes taking action and making decisions yes. can begin to alleviate fear, worry, kind of get you moving. You know, they say yes. uh, you can't steer a parked car. You, you got to right. get moving some, somehow. Even even the smallest of movements can can give you some some positive brain chemicals and kind of get get you moving in the right direction but not, and not easy. Life is not easy. No, is, it's not. Is, <laughs> and they're always curveballs. <laughs> right. Right. For it's sure. Constantly for sure. Yeah, obstacles in the way. No, that is like amazing. Now it's some really very good pearls here um, that I know the tribe is going to be picking up. So I thank you for them. Uh, thank you for sharing your wife's story. I mean, that is an incredible, incredible story. And I know that there are going to be people who are listening to this, who that is going to resonate with, because, you know, there may be somebody listening right now who is like, 
you know what, I kind of want to pursue this thing, but I'm in my forties or I'm in my fifties and maybe it's too late, but no, it's never too late. It's never too late. You know, so you definitely should face the fear and and make it happen, you know, take action. Right. Right, (laughs) You know, in that facing of the fear, right. That that's, that's where the growth comes from. It, it doesn't yes. come from winning, you know, it comes from facing the fear, you know, and many times losing, but that's, that's where you, you know, that's where you learn. So, so know that, you know, going in, face that fear, you'll build courage, you'll build some self-confidence, but you know, you'll, you'll get better at, at life in general by, yes. by facing the fears and taking some action for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. So now you have to tell everybody, Blaine, how they can get in contact with you if they want to, you know, learn more about what you offer, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll just give you one thing very easy. Uh, A number of years ago, I did a TEDx talk. Uh, and so I did this TEDx talk about this concept of white table, what you think about, you bring about, and I talk about some ways to kind of program your mind very easily. Uh, and so if you just go to blainetedx.com, so B-L-A-I-N-E, T-E-D-X.com. You can opt in there. You'll get a copy of the, the TEDx talk and the transcript. I think I'm up to 200,000 views. So it, it's been a popular, oh, popular nice. one with the TED folks. And nice. so, so that's that's been nice. But yeah, and then we'll be connected. You'll learn a little bit about me. You'll have my, get my email, my contact information, and, and would love to uh, help you, serve you in any way I can. No, that's fantastic. Congrats on the TED Talk. That's pretty big stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was a big bucket list item. I, I was nervous and you could tell and my mouth got too dry. And anyway, but you got to face matter. the fear. doesn't matter. You did it. You did, you did right. it. Right, right. <laughs> and it's it's opened a lot of doors for me. It really has. Absolutely. So it's, been nice. it's been nice. That's, that's not something that people um, can actually have on their, their CV. You know, most people don't right. have that. <laughs> it's like right. a big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they do, and they help you and they coach you and, and then it goes on the big Ted website and, you know, so yeah, it's, it, it was, it was great. Nice, 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 nice. So uh, now uh, we're going to be doing our traditional item on the show, which is fill in the blanks. Are you ready, Blaine? Are you ready to fill in the blanks? I, I am ready. I am ready. Okay. Thanks to you. I am ready where you said, Hey, we may do this. And I heard some people do it at the end of the podcast the episodes that I listened to. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. The first one is if I am fearless, I will. All right. If I am fearless, I will be humbly bold. So now it's a little weird there, but, but I want to keep my humility, but I also want to be bold enough to, to step out to help people. Okay. All right. I like that. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. Yeah. So, so to me, fearless freedom means that I exercise the ability to step into the options of life. And so, so for me, there's levels of the more freedom you can have, the more options you have, right? So if I have, you know, I have enough cash flow and money that, that I'm not worried about it, now I have more options. If my health is in good condition, I have more options. And so I'm just always trying to keep those, those options open um, and, and keeping my, my, my level of, of freedom uh, high. And I feel like I'm more fearless if I'm not worrying about some of those things. No, that, that makes total sense. Absolutely. All right, cool. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. 
So, so, you know, if I was going to talk about fear, it would be action kills fear. That would be my battle cry. But this year for me, my, my battle cry is only the vital. Now, what I do is, I don't know if you've heard this concept where you pick a word for the year. So each oh, year, yes. everybody in our family pick one word. So my word this year was vital. And okay. so for me, only the vital, that's like my, my battle cry in that as I start each day that I really try to do that 80, 20 rule and really distill down and say like, what is the vital stuff to do? And then push everything else away. And when I do that, once I get, I get the important thing done, but then I have open time to do the other important things that just rise up. Right. And it could be a family thing. It could be a business thing, but, but, you know, you, you create the space and, and sometimes you have to let the little things, the little bad things happen so that you have time for the good big things, right? So, so anyway, only the vital, that's kind of my, my battle cry this year. Love it. Love it. Wow. Thank you so much for taking time out and spending it with us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, well, and, thank, you, thank um, you for having me. All the pearls, we love it. Thanks for sharing all those. Yeah. And so I am, just say one more time where they can find the, um, the TEDx talk. Yeah, BlaineTedx.com. So it's B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. Awesome.